you a werewolf? I am not a werewolf, but I am your host, Scott O'Dell. I'm joined by host Jeff Gars. Hey, Scott, werewolf here. Host Peter Evans. Hello. And special guest host, Caleb Michoud. You doing scott good to see you does that mean werewolves win i think so we overpowered them jeff i think you've lost like the last several games <laughs> yeah i didn't want to do the joke again i've done it at least twice now so. well i am not an assassin doesn't matter i think peter and i own assassins versus kings from that steam bundle or whatever it was the humble bundle with all the uh, board games that's right I, I haven't even looked at it yet i was gonna get it but i already owned most of them <laughs> Well, for a dollar, you could have got Assassins, whatever, Kings vs. Assassins, which I think is a, I don't actually know, but I think that's a deduction game. Yeah, I haven't looked too thoroughly into it, but yeah, I, I believe you're right. Well, let's talk about what we've been playing, but first, let's talk about Omaha Gives. Caleb, Omaha do you want to highlight Omaha Gives? I'm so glad you mentioned that, Scott. The, aha, there you go. So on Wednesday... May 20th is our biggest fundraiser of the year for Spielbound, the nonprofit. Uh, for 24 hours, we've got the best chance of when we raise funds donated through Omaha Gives of actually getting additional funds and donated at that time through all the different contests that they have. Yeah, yes, just a suggestion, right, Scott? <laughs> I've Google Pilling, yeah. You can actually make a donation now. And all of those donations start um, being collected on the 20th to trigger some of those possible funds. And to say the last four years we've done this, every year we've done it, we've gotten at least $500 to $1,000 extra bonus for doing this through Omaha Gives. So we don't like to advertise too much about fundraising, but this is the one time of year that we do it. And I know everything's a little different with the pandemic and everything, and everyone's looking for money and such. So every little bit does make a difference. We, for two things, so one, if you do the minimum donation, I think it's 10 or $20, it increases the chances we can get some of those extra money. And second, we've got some anonymous donors that are matching dollar to dollar for up to $5,000 that are donated to Spielbound that day. So, I mean, if you wanna donate $1,000, $2,000 in one go, I highly recommend just writing a check outside of Omaha Gives, but anything lower than that, I. It's just, it goes a lot further um, through their site. And people have been asking us how to support Spielbound uh, and or the nonprofit. And Omaha Gives is, is the best way to support the nonprofit. Yeah. And then for the for-profit right now, um, you know, we're still doing curbside pickup where you can come pick up a coffee drink and we'll bring it out to your car. Um, but one of the other things you can do is go to our website, spielbound.com. And then all of our board games are on the retail site. So for the, for the listeners, I'm showing people on the video, you know, how to do it. Uh, and then you can go find a game that interests you and you can buy it and you can either have it, uh, you know, shipped to your house. We have shipping now, or you can come pick it up. Look at that. Still have copies of Food Chain Magnet. Yeah, Food Chain's awesome. And there was like four copies left of the crew I saw the other day when I dropped in, so... That's yeah, uh, I think the one's the best co-op game for the year, and I think we snagged like the last few copies that you could get. So we have about four or five available. So yep, that's exactly right, Scott. Getting to the game store, get it shipped to your house or to your friends or your mother's or father's house or somewhere. 
um, curbside delivery. That's a, that's a great way to keep us our doors open. So when this thing is over, we'll still be around. All right. Should we talk about what we've been playing? Well, one other thing I was going to mention too is we do have a uh, a Facebook group out there for this podcast now too. So we have uh, I think fifty people on it now, something like that. But uh, I can are they all relative? Double to check team? for a number. They are not, but I did invite a good percentage of them when I first launched it. I think twenty six the of them 20... are twenty six of them are Scott A Dell, Scott B Dell, Scott C Dell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, since I get on Facebook, heard there's a free game involved, so he got on that. So rarely. Um, Peter, do you want to show us that on your screen? I made you a co-host. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I've, I'm, yeah, I'm on two different machines here, so my. Uh, oh, okay. I, I can't do it on that one, but uh, yeah, we we've got. Uh, so, have we selected a winner for the first game? The first uh, well, game? we had seven. We had seven winners. Whoa. Yep. So all but we one gave away up already. Uh, there's wow. one left at Spielbound. There's one left Only at my house as well. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we've got one other one from my house still that uh, the guy's supposed to pick it up later this week. I, I'm I'm clicking on uh, this I year to try to see how game. many members we have, but uh, uh, I'm fun. not used to I'm not used to looking at uh, Facebook in a computer. I've used my phone for so long. I'm not seeing where the members list is here. For this. Oh, here it is. Scott, what are you drinking? We're we're at sixty members. Uh, Hibiscus iced tea from Spielbound. I'm drinking the strawberry rooibos from Sealbound. <laughs> it is amazing. And you're pretending to be a normal person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jeff, are you drinking something? I have a Diet Coke from... There you go. From the grocer. The grocer? <laughs> yeah. I need, to drink, I need to grab a drink here. I'll have to do that when we take a break. There you go. I could have gotten a Diet Coke from Spielbound, but it didn't feel efficient to drive all the way to Spielbound <laughs> from my house to get a Diet Coke. No, probably would have given it out to you at the curb. Oh, that's true. It would have been curbside. <laughs> Me, I wouldn't have to get out of my car. Maybe it would have been good. A lot of people are like coming by like, you guys have coffee? And they're like every every day, the same people come in the morning to get their coffee fix. Mask on. It's like, okay, take the mask off. Okay, now they can function again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I will say I am very ready. Uh, you know, I'm an introvert by nature. And so for the first maybe four or five weeks <laughs> of, of this pandemic, I was, I was in my element. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for some, some people time, some board game playing and some. <laughs> That's what this is, Jeff, right? Social, this does, doesn't count <laughs> as much as yeah. I love seeing you all on Zoom. If Jeff is saying that he's ready... <laughs> To get out of his house. And right. You know, you know that everyone's got to be tired by now. Right. Now, that being said, I'm happy to stay here as long as we need to, to 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 be healthy. But once this is over, I will be ready for some game nights. My one and three-old turned two and three last week and this week. And, yep, <laughs> we're ready. <laughs> ready for daycare to be open again, oh, which yeah. won't happen for a while. Well, yeah, we... you know, I I think it's easy to be an introvert when you're a, like, I'm a teacher. So it's super easy to be an introvert when all day you're surrounded by screaming teenagers. When you're not surrounded by screaming teenagers, you're like, Oh, maybe people aren't the worst. Yeah, no, we, we definitely hit a breaking point in our house where uh, this mother's day, we decided we would expand our circle from just the four of us to include my, uh, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. So, we went over there for Mother's Day, and then she was watching our daughter one day this week to give us a little bit of peace in the house. So uh, The older daughter's fine. She's almost done with school. 
she'll she'll go over there eventually as well. But yeah, we we had to expand from four to six. And Scott, um, yeah, I so I think Stay this no is <laughs> this is a good topic. I think to talk about, um, uh, and I think it's okay to talk about it. Uh, there was an article on Polygon, and they said uh, it's okay not to be okay with tabletop gaming done via Zoom. Um, and I think that kind of extends to digital. You know, like our last episode, we were pretty high on, you know, Board Game Arena and a couple of the avenues you can play games. And I'm sure we'll talk about stuff we've played via that. But I think it's okay to admit that, like, it sucks sometimes. Yeah, you know, like Peter There's and I played reason... Scythe tonight on the, on the, you know, Steam game. And, like, it just wasn't the same. I, I would have much rather been playing Scythe in person. It feels and, a lot better in hand. Yeah. To play with in hand, yeah. And it's okay to acknowledge that and, you know, say, okay, well, we're ready to, you know, get back to Spielbound or our game groups or whatever. And, um, you know, maybe for the first year after that, we'll, we'll appreciate being able to physically move pieces around. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot of people come in asking like, hey, I want a game that's fun to play with my partner that I'm stuck with. And then when we'll still <laughs> want to play a few months from now with other people. Like, yeah. We made a whole list dedicated to that. Yeah. We'll yeah, how do people that find that? How do people find oh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll share it out to the Facebook group eventually. I, okay. I need to finish my write-ups on the last about five, six games on it. So. Caleb, in a couple weeks, you'll have uh, people running in saying, I need a game that's fun to play with my partner when we're stuck together, and then that'll be fun to play solo in six months. <laughs> that's where Caleb says overcooked. Yeah. <laughs> or moving out. That's co-ops. <laughs> Uh, well we played a deduction game on friday on board game arena we played saboteur oh yes that's not a bad game and i think actually board game arena is that's a game that works pretty well on there yeah yes it doesn't suffer that much on board game arena um especially if you're playing you know during zoom um which is surprising because you would think that you know, um, a, a hidden identity game, you would want to be able to see people. But for some reason, that game right. works even if you can't see them just because of the way that the game is constructed. Well, if you're Zooming, you don't, you know, it's a little easier to lie than in person, but... Yeah. So it was frustrating being the saboteur two out of the three times. And when you're, that's just like the sweet spot number of, you're not the saboteur never won so yeah, yeah. saboteur is a fun game to play the score me- uh, mechanism is broken it's not necessarily a fun game to try to win fair right. enough yeah that was enjoyable do we have anything else we want to highlight you know all the games we've been playing with two and three year olds <laughs> happy bunny yeah. 52 card <laughs> pickup yeah <laughs> so i taught my family uh wingspan and my little scythe so we've done two different Stonemeyer games so far. But, wow. uh, there you go. They're uh, the, the youngest one that's five. She can't do wingspan by herself, but she did my little side fairly well. So we've been playing a lot of terraforming Mars uh, using With the, the one and three year old. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my wife to play it. It was a big set because she didn't want to play anything electronic, and uh, she started playing it with a few people, and she is just decimating all of us, and it is. It's actually to the point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. <laughs> until, until we can get some of the expansions in there to add some variety. I'm like, okay, I found all the different ways that you can lose to her. So, uh, and I did also learn that if you do it where you 
do your turn and wait for the people to do their turn, that that also is infuriatingly slow and frustrating. And that your three-year-old can easily hit the button that's right next to start the game, a resume game is right next to the forfeit game. And the forfeit button <laughs> is gone. Three weeks of play, it's just done. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> All right, what are you going to do? Complain about it on a podcast. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was going to say, I haven't, I haven't played a whole bunch because I'm, I'm here. I've, I have a roommate, but he and I really only play Gloomhaven together. <laughs> um, so I've been playing some Gloomhaven. And the Did other hop, the other he hop, moved in to not play Gloomhaven? Or was that just a prerequisite? Say that again. Did he have a choice? Or did he know he was going to have to play Gloomhaven when he moved in? We discussed it. <laughs> it was in the roommate agreement? It was. But the hobby that I have picked up... You have to like is, warm hugs and play Gloomhaven. <laughs> the solo hobby that I have picked up is cross-stitching. So I'm currently cross-stitching the Survivor logo, which is not a board game. <laughs> it feels tactical. There's a, there's a board game of it. There is a Survivor board game. But that's, that's what I'm doing a lot of, sitting at my prior life podcasts. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting at my computer cross-stitching and watching movies and top 10 lists and <laughs> things like that. So thinking about all the board games that I could be playing if I lived with family members. There you go. Well, I do want to highlight that Humble Bundle since it is still going on. Uh, it's going on for another eight days, 15 hours, which means... Uh, people will still have a chance to get it. If you pay a dollar, you can get Small World 2, Carcassonne, Patchwork, King and Assassin's Love Letter, and Potion Explosion. Um, and King and Assassin's is the game I'm thinking of. It's a five-player deduction game where one person is the king, one person is the assassin, and then you have three knights. Um, so we should definitely play that on the podcast sometime because it would be fun. We I played that with the classic Creighton with the whole class. We had five volunteers come up front and did it, and it was a great time. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Knew who was who. It's one of those games that you need to play four or five times in a row to really figure it out. Yeah. Um, then if you pay a little bit more money, you can get Splendor, Mysterium, Twilight Struggle. And then finally, for $12, you get Scythe, Lord of the Rings, Adventure Card Game, and a bunch of expansions for previously mentioned games. So I That's thought I'd throw that out there. It's actually a pretty awesome deal. Yeah. yeah, for a dollar, you can get Small World 2 and Patchwork. And, uh, you know, you can get the Android or the Apple version of Patchwork and you can get, you know, Love Letter and a couple other well, It's not Android. This is just this Steam, is Steam or, yeah, so it's Windows or Apple. Oh, Linux. is it? They won't let you yep, get that. It's all Steam. Oh. Nope, doesn't work for Android. No, I, I, will, I will say the, the Patchwork port is very good, but the, the hard AI is... Do they cheat? I don't know. If they're unbeatable. I, I've played uh, so many games... I, I eventually got got it down but it took me a long time i got creamed by the hard ai for at least 15 20 plays before i finally figured out how to play now we know where deep blue has been playing patchwork (laughs) who who knew we're gonna talk about hardcore patchwork players (laughs) those buttons it's all about those buttons yeah doing the math to figure out how much coverage you get and yeah it you do have to crunch math if you want to beat the hard AI. <laughs> and then there's some luck in, like, it's, it, I just always feel like the hard AI gets the luckiest turns. Yeah. It's, well, that's what we want to have on Board Game Arena is that the person who has the super premium member gets a little bit better luck. Their roles are a little better. Oh. 
which is what happened with CJ and Peter when we played um, Stone Age. They were accusing me. They're like, I don't understand how you roll so well. <laughs> so yeah, except I, I'm, I'm premium on there too, and I think I had <laughs> five times as many ones as everyone else in the game. No, it's just confirmation bias. You only point out that I roll well when I roll well. But you do roll poorly, Peter. You had a bunch of ones. Yeah. <laughs> Especially my, digitally. I think my first eight rolls, I had six ones. So wow, It'd be nice if they was... give you that stat at the end about your yeah, average roll or whatever. What your roll distribution yeah. is. That would be fantastic to keep. But here's proof. Dice hate me. <laughs> yes. You can have a company named after it. Which is one of the reasons I don't love <laughs> Dice Forge. Yeah, at least in Dice Forge, though, you do get to roll several times. So that... I understand where you're coming from, but you roll those dice enough that yeah. they do usually hit. Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that I've been playing recently that I wanted to highlight, but Terra, 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 Terra Mystica is still a good game. Yes. Yeah. is still a good game. Thank you for putting it with me, learning how to play that again, since it's been like two years. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I got to witness some of that game, and... Caleb had a nice poor Jennifer incident, which we won't go into, but it was pretty funny. I'm sorry, poor Jennifer <laughs> incident? <laughs> I came back, and why is everyone crying with laughter? Like, what's so funny? Oh. What's the joke that I missed? We don't have to tell that one. Apparently, yeah. the live mic was on when I left. Oh, the apparently, if you know what poor Jennifer means, you already know what happened. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a game I'm looking forward to playing, For Glory, uh, which I got sort of a preview copy and to play Very with nice. my wife. And my wife is like, no, nah, I don't want to play any games with just you. Well, the honor of Grayskull. <laughs> so I'm waiting for the solo version to magically appear someday so I can play it and then give it back to Alex. <laughs> yeah, I, I've not played his latest version of that, but uh, he's, been, he's been developing that for years at Spielbound. And yeah, this has had a really nice Kickstarter for it. Yeah. I'm Speaking of Kickstarter, I'll have to congratulate uh, Isaac Childress and Marcus too for yeah, Marcus. Frosthaven took over the spot for number one board game of all time on Kickstarter. You know, I think it's because they announced Marcus as a guest designer that that, that happened. Yeah. Or maybe even because we had him on here. He got the Spielcast bump. The final yeah. total, 12, 13 million almost. Oh my yeah. gosh. Third so, highest Kickstarter ever. Highest board game Kickstarter ever. So I love the game and love Marcus and Isaac is clearly brilliant with this, this um, property, but economically this seems really like a bad move <laughs> like if you're gonna make 13 million dollars in kickstarter you don't need to lose 10 to 20 percent by doing it through kickstarter like that point you could yeah anyway but i'm looking forward to it all the same oh yeah yeah i i would think that's probably gonna be the last one that'll go on kickstarter but who knows yeah. i mean he i think he can just print money kind of like stonemeyer does now with yeah. no matter what the game is he's got you know ten thousand copies sold so immediately from the Ali found a copy of Gloomhaven in our basement because we moved all the basement games out <laughs> of the building. And is it, oh, it's like the cursed copy that we put in the corner. No yeah. one should touch that one. And you know, it lasted a whole day before it was sold. <laughs> so, I, I heard minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like okay, yeah. at least somebody didn't buy it on online and asked for it to be shipped because that would have been a major steal at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else we want to highlight? I think no, do we want to... Asmo Day prices kicked in on May 1st, so they went up, and I know Bryce had talked about this a lot. So a lot of their flagship games like Catan and Pandemic, which you know, we can't even get, um, 
all went up five dollars each. So no. happy oh. pandemic pricing for you. Terra Mystica ended up going over to Capstone, I saw. So that's yeah. also interesting. Uh, they're going to print it out exactly as it is today, so it's not not a reason to buy it again. But uh, so I, I bring that up because Patchwork is one of those games that also went up in price. So it sells thirty five or forty dollars, but they have a new American quilt version that comes out for twenty dollars later this year. So it's like, all right, guys, pick a price. Is, is that going to be the full size Patchwork, or is it going to be American quilt? It's the same as the uh, what was the pa- the Who smaller knows? Patchwork Who version. Knows? All I know is that I mean that's that's a lot of inside baseball, but. Totally. What you're talking about, Caleb, is there's one giant company who, for a while, was acquiring either the rights to games or just game licenses um, and consolidating them. And then, you know, what happens when one company starts to acquire everything? Prices go up. Yep. But you talked about their humble bundle, and it's like those—that's the same company. And a lot yeah. of those games, they actually don't own the, the the physical properties of, but they're taking over the digital space. And yeah, yeah. And you know, Peter and I just played the. Scythe, uh, right before we recorded this, and <laughs> I'm not impressed with the, the video game of Scythe. Like, you know, my comment yeah, to Peter was, I wish it was on Board Game Arena because it's just there's some glitches and bugs and some, you know, yeah, there's a lot of things they do that are unintuitive, like moving your resources around should happen by default. You should have to choose not to move them if you want to, you know, if you want to leave them. You normally, you know, should just decide if I'm going to move somebody from this space, you know, it's going to, it's going to move them. But I, I can understand it'd be hard to code for because you may not, you may want to split them up. You may want to do other things. Uh, but you know, most of the time, if you're emptying a space, just assume they're coming with you. So yeah. God, I'm looking forward to playing that. But on the digital side, last thing I wanted to talk about was that I clearly have to buy a switch one of these years. If I can get my hands on one, just so I can play wingspan. So, yeah, I, I have not tried it on Switch yet. I did see they're releasing it there. Is it out now? Not yet, but the fact okay. that that's like... I love, I love you, Caleb. Not Mario, not Zelda, not Mario America, not Smash Brothers, not Mario Kart, not Animal Crossing. Oh, I'd probably play all of those, too. Wingspan. But, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah not Mario Kirby, Vickers, not Luigi's uh... Mansion. Not... All these games that your wife and kids would love. And so that was sort of a lead-in because... You know, Wingspan was our game, well, Spielcast game of the year for 2019. Uh, it won all of the major awards on Board Game Geek, and it, too many awards, actually, uh, in my opinion. It won, like, best family game, best strategy game, best cart game, best there entertainment some, game. I like, saw was, there was some controversy surrounding Yeah, that. it's a bit ridiculous, and the, like they'll have to re- revisit how those categories are decided, because it clearly is by far the most popular game of the year, but... All those different categories are like, yeah, I don't know. About or that. 2019 would have been a really easy year to win best card game. <laughs> well, I mean, and it won it, game it won best year. card game too. That's what I'm saying. Is if, came in second. I think if it won everything, then there wasn't a lot of other good stuff out, which we you know talked about. Well, there's just good games. Yeah, there, there's plenty of other good games. It's the problem is they don't have anything preventing a game from being nominated from an area. So if enough people uh, say this is a this is going into the card game race then it got in. So yeah, they're going to have to start, you know, limiting what can get in there and what can't, uh, and what the definitions of each one are. Um, Elizabeth Hargrave, the designer had a nice long post about it. She was getting some, some attack. So if you look at her Twitter, <laughs> it's, like, it's not my fault. And she, and she was trying hard not to run down BGG, but she's saying, look, you know, the way things are. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If, 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 you know, don't yell at me, yell at the system. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, you know, I, I sent them both a personal congratulations on it because you know I, I could tell they needed some love. They were both getting frustrated. Yeah. Well, yeah. that that being said, uh, the Gamma, which is really last of the in the weeds, came out with their top five games nominated for 2019. <laughs> yeah. And guess what game was not on that list? Wingspan. So I'm like, what's going on? Game retailers that they was I, I know it was hard on it? to get copies, but still, I thought it was crazy that it wasn't in the top five listed. Mm. So, yeah, was Maracaibo on it? No, it was not. The heaviest game that was on that was um, Quacks of uh, Quedlinburg. Yeah, was that in Tiny Towns? I think were the two you were looking at. Yeah, Quacks isn't that heavy. It's pretty light. No, it's not that no. heavy. That's what. Yeah. Not Tiny Towns light, but. Did Quacks win Spiel or? Yes, Kenner Spiel. Kenner Spiel years ago. The same I award could... that Wingspan won last year. So I could see that. Yeah. That feels like a game that might actually benefit from a digital version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get Pete's dice roll luck of drawing things out of a bag. <laughs> yeah, I could use some of that. I feel like my fingers always just push those white pieces exactly where I need to, and they get stuck <laughs> in my fingernails. Like I pull them up every time. Like come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, I just recently stuck all of mine into the little nickel case holders, and man, that took a while. <laughs> I didn't realize how many bits there are for that game. And as I'm doing this, I ran out of my first batch of holders, um, and then I, then it occurred to me, yeah, you know what? It would have been like five dollars more just to buy the. The ones that BGG sells. So that's what Jeff yeah, did for Altiplano. It, uh, it, it was now looking back, that's what I should have done. So if anyone's debating uh, upgrading it, that's that's how uh, Caleb's got them right there. BGG Pro uh, Deluxe Bits, these things are fantastic. I got them just in time for the pandemic, so I haven't played them with them yet. But uh, like that beautiful plastic oh, nice. purple. Yeah, I, I am ready stuck for in the corners of your bag I'm ready to play games in person again. So. I'm ready to play games in person again. Me too. All right, this episode has eclipsed its length. Yeah, so one, one last thing before we drop off of this one, too. Oh, it's a uh, wonder, had, Pete. Go with it. Yeah, seven of them. No, we, uh, <laughs> well, we had a nice shout-out from uh, Jordan Hopper on the No Cube Zone. So someone oh, yeah. returned the favor for... Uh, uh, any of our listeners that are uh, into more of the uh, uh, thematic games, that's kind of where, where they uh, started out. They, they, they do touch some other ones that are uh, more Euro-ish too, but uh, what they, was they've got a, again? It's the No Cube Zone. No Cube like the, Zone. Yeah, it looks like the Twilight Zone logo, but uh, anyways, they, they, they've got uh, some of the Wisdom for Wizards guys from down in Missouri and Jordan here, so yeah, I just thought I'd give them a mention since they so they, they uh, like dice as well. For us. Yeah, they do. They they, <laughs> they like dice, which. Uh, but yeah, the I, I was confused actually when they first put it out whether the it was a it was a Euro themed one that was no dice or anti Euro which was no wooden cubes. <laughs> so. Oh. Like, sometimes <laughs> I want to push cubes around a table, and sometimes I don't. I think every game should have the uh, Shogun mechanism where you take all your cubes and you drop them to a big drop tower. Cube and tower. Have a few fall through. And like, well, there's, there's three or four of those games that have that now. 
The description is, in a world oversaturated by crunchy and dreary Euro board games, one podcast show takes a stand. Okay. That's what I've been trying to do here, but turns out when you just say Gloomhaven. Well, let's have a jet. Let's have a <laughs> let's have a theme heavy Ameritrash segment called Jeff Jeff Presents. And it'll just be me talking about Gloomhaven for an hour. No, which is, I, which got, is a Euro. I've got plenty of those over here too. Yeah. Are... I mean, I've been saying every night we play on Zoom, I'm like, I wish we could play, you know, Battlestar Galactica. How fun would that be? <laughs> that would be fantastic. All right, we'll see you guys on the other side. The Spielcast is recorded at Spielbound Board Game Cafe in Omaha, Nebraska. You can reach us at spielcast at spielbound.org, or you can always tweet at us at Spielbound with the hashtag Spielcast. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts, and as always, please give us a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.